0: And welcome to the Clergy Next Door podcast. I'm
1: Rabbi Evan Ravsky from Synagogue Emanuel in Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Pastor Eric Childers from St. Matthew's Lutheran Church in Charleston, South Carolina. We
1: hope everyone had a wonderful and delicious Thanksgiving last week. Uh, we're here this Yum. week. Yum! <laughs> We're uh, we're here this week to uh, to explore what it means to uh, to join each of our religions, how one does it when you're uh, not born into our our specific religions, um, as well as explore a little bit the idea of of identity, because I think that when we talk about conversion, um, a lot of it has to do with our spiritual and religious uh, identity of how we affiliate, why we affiliate that way, or why we feel connected um to God from that particular path.
0: I love this topic rabbi and and uh, as we were talking earlier I'm not th- this conversation and this real I think all of our conversations together are just that they're they're unscripted and we don't know where they're going but this one really could go so many different ways because the idea of joining a community or that specific word conversion I think can mean a lot of different things depending upon the tradition. So I I look forward to seeing where this conversation goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that uh we we often like when we can find those similarities between our religion between our religions and our denominations. Um, I'm not sure how this one's gonna go. I think this one might be a, a little bit different where where it means something maybe a little bit different, but especially because um the breadth of Christianity is so much larger than that of Judaism. It's I just think you know, to go from one denomination, maybe that's where we start. You know, how do you go from one denomination? in christianity to another like do you need conversion between the denominations um or is it just if you're you know muslim and want to become uh christian or buddhist and want to become christian um you know how does how does that all work
0: the experience i have with this is a friend of um mine and christie's some years ago converted from christianity to judaism uh and she is still very um um um, active, practicing Jew in North Carolina. And um, for reasons, I her name is Lynn, and for reasons I, um, I don't, I, I didn't ask her permission to talk about this. so I probably shouldn't go into too many details. But I know that she didn't, she wasn't fulfilled in Christianity. I'll, I'll use that word. I don't think that's speaking out of turn. And um, a friends of ours, um, Aaron and Mary Lee, they were um are, are, are very and actually mary lee was a converted um jew from catholicism to Roman catholicism um but they were friends we we're all friends and and lynn became very interested in the community um in the life of of uh, judaism at at their temple temple um what what is theirs called i can't remember what it's even called temple in, in hickory north carolina and um they were um, very influential and to, to to Lynn and over a series of some years she converted and is very active now in that community. So um, it was a very positive experience for her. And that's my experience that that I know only sort of through observation. And then of course, again, um, her friend, Mary Lee, years before we knew them, she converted from um, Roman Catholicism to Judaism. But, um, they are now uh, leaders in their in their uh, faith at um. I can't remember that. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. It'll come to me later. But yeah, that's my conversion experience.
1: <laughs> so, but what does it look like? I mean, in your own religion, in Christianity, what does it look like if someone were to come to you and say, you know, yeah. Pastor, I I want to uh, you know become Christian Lutheran. Um, you know, how does what does that that process look like?
0: Okay, so I, first, I, I wouldn't use the word conversion. Um, it's not that that's the wrong word, and others may use it in our faith tradition. I, I wouldn't use the word conversion. I would use it as entry into the community of faith, or um, to use um, a, a, a phrase from Paul's letters that uh, sort of an image from Paul's letter is entry into the body of Christ. And uh, some of Paul's letters, particularly uh, letters of Ephesians, Romans, um, talk about um, our community of Christianity. Because again, Christianity, like Judaism, is very much a, a team sport. It is not an individual experience. It is something we do together in community. Um, and again, that 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 even in itself um, varies from. Christian denomination to Christian denomination. But what doesn't change is that it is definitely a community. And in this body of Christ, we receive um, new people to walk along with us in this journey here on life. Now, that's how I would describe it in Christianity. In other traditions, like, um, let's say, Pentecostalism, Pentecostal Christianity, which is another uh, quite different kind of um, um, expression of Christianity, is conversion is a it's almost an expectation almost as an a a conversion experience as though you are in some cases in some traditions um can, touched by the Holy Spirit and that may some people may live out that touched by a holy Spirit spirit experience by speaking in tongues glossolalia or um, having uh, an unexplained spiritual phenomenon in worship; those kind of conversion experiences, others in the com- worshiping community can see, and it's it's sort of, and I'm going to put this in quotes: um, visual evidence that something has happened that con- that this person has been converted from what they were before into. The new place into this new community. That's not what. That's not what Lutheran Christianity really is about. Ours is more. Our conversion is the old self is put to death. Um, the old sinful self dies, and in baptism we are um, renewed, reborn, rejuvenated each day.
1: Interesting. So, uh, you know, again, looking There's for a lot to talk about there.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot common- of information there
1: i don't know wait till we get to to judaism right. uh you know but in looking for commonalities that idea of of born into a new life will will come yeah. back actually right. as a similarity i i wouldn't have have thought um so it's really just about accepting jesus into your life so anyone could walk in right. off the street and just say like i i accept jesus i want to be christian and like that's it right then 10 seconds flat or or okay so that's what, um, I'm, that's okay. what I'm hearing that's what i'm trying to 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 parse out here
0: it is except for a red flag went up when you said the word accept jesus now the re that's there that's some are going to say that is I'm a- glad i'm
1: a red flag by the way i'm glad it's a red <laughs> flag that you think i'm not serious about <laughs> converting
0: so uh. <clears throat> no that is because many christians and we talk about this often in our in our classes at st matthews um people will, will often use the word except jesus in right. our tradition this seems like it's a it's a it's a um, matter of language of semantics, but it's really not. We don't accept Jesus. Jesus accepts us. What we do is we receive God. We receive the blessings because once we say that we're doing this for God, then we are making that decision and we are now placing ourselves higher than God. My teacher, Tim Wenger, Um, Would often come into class and every day he would draw a downward facing arrow on the onto the the whiteboard every day. He would have a, almost every day of class. It was a downward facing arrow. And what he meant by that is we don't get to God. God comes down to us. God comes and claims us. We don't accept God. We may receive those blessings that God gives us. But um, other traditions now, like for instance, of the Baptist tradition, or or, or many Christian traditions, not just Baptists, but that's many Christian traditions that our listeners may listen to, would use that language. I have accepted Jesus. I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to get on the straight and narrow. I'm going to get right with God. And when you when you use that when you, when we think of it that way, then we have now become higher than God. We have now placed God. We have subordinated God to our. Uh, will our desires, our um, intentions? That seems small, but it, it's not. But but back to your point. Yes, it is that simple. It's by by the snap of a finger we are claimed, and named by God. There's no sort of steps we go through to do this. Now there may be in our tradition um, instruction ways that we teach and learn and. And and welcome people, but it's God doing the claiming, just like that, with the snap of, of, of fingers.
1: Wow! So, you know, for us, it's going to be it's actually going to be very different here, mm. where, where it really can't happen at the snap of a finger. Um, yes. You know, if someone walks into my into my office and says, you know, I'm I want to convert um, to Judaism, and by by convert we mean join the Jewish people. Right. So we have yeah. we have um sort of uh guidelines, regulations where our our who is Jewish, right, in, in at least the conservative and orthodox denominations, it's if your mother is Jewish, right? The the religions carried by the mother, uh the reform have accepted patrilineal descent, that if your mother or father are Jewish, they consider you Jewish. Um, for conservative and orthodox we're still matrilineal in that sense um where where you know it has to be your mom and your mom's mom your mom's mom's mom right through that line you're you're born jewish but if you want to join the jewish people right you want to um count in a in a minion count for the count in the community in that way um then you have to convert right and and ultimately you know not baptism but we've talked about mikvah the ritual bath right that's again that is the the final step of conversion for for us of uh, you have to go into this ritual bath dunk in a in a natural body of water um and when you come out right that's the completion of the of the process of joining the jewish people um for us though right if someone walks into my office like i said and says rabbi i want to be jewish you know, we sit down, we have a a conversation about why, right, Um, tradition, right, The, the tradition tells us that you're actually supposed to turn someone away three times when they come to you and say they want to convert, they want to join the Jewish people to show their sincerity and dedication, right, that it's not just that they're doing it, you know, because the spirit moved them that day so to speak yes yes <laughs> um yes. but that they're but that they're serious about it um and uh, we go through a process of learning for you know 8 to 10 to 12 months um you know it depends on where the person is sometimes people come with more knowledge um sometimes people are really starting from from the the real basics um but we study together for you know about a year um uh, helping them to learn about the religion to um learn to to build their identity right to create this this Jewish identity as we would call it um of how you connect to god how you relate to the the torah the the commandments right the the doing the rituals the traditions stuff that we've talked about before um and and prepare them to be able to perform those those rituals, but also to understand why. Not just doing them because, um, but to understand why. Um, and at the end of all that, um, you know, we'll, for for women, we'll go to the mikveh to that ritual bath. Um, for men, we actually have to do, because all Jewish males have to be circumcised. Um, you know, if they aren't, uh, we'll, we'll take care of that. Um, and if they are there's a separate ceremony that makes it a ritual it's not a second circumcision no one should cringe um right but it's uh it's it's a second ceremony that uh that simulates that so to speak um and then after that the the men also go to to mikvah and and that completes their process um so you know i don't know if this if this exactly falls into your your doing category but but it is very much much a a doing uh process
0: well so this is probably a good time to talk about baptism then, because baptism is the official entry into the the christian tradition and that happens in different ways in uh depending upon christian traditions i'll talk about the lutheran tradition first um in in our tradition and traditions like um uh, Episcopalians, let's see, Anglicans, Roman Catholics, Presbyterians, Methodists, we in, we baptize infants. Um, other traditions in Christianity baptize um, adults, and usually that happens around the time of bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah time, um, around a c- age of accountability, we'll say that when people can decide for themselves. Back to that point earlier about accepting Jesus. That's the difference. That's a very important. Difference. That's why the semantics really do matter here, um, because we believe those who baptize children, babies, believe that it is not the baby. It is not us, any of us who are receiving, who are being baptized, that do any action. It is God who's doing all the work. God is doing the naming, the claiming, uh, the cleansing, all of this for us, including us into this body of christ now others um, who would say we're well, about to accept jesus once they've said just chosen to accept jesus um let's say around you know 12 13 whatever they decide to do this um then they are baptizing this community so and our baptism is once for all and one baptism for all so others uh called anabaptists anabaptist tradition would be um all of those who believe in re-baptizing um we don't. If you once once you're baptized, God doesn't make mistakes. God makes claims you in that one time. So in that time, and this happens different way. I'll just tell you how we do it at St. Matthew. So at St. Matthew's, we have um, we use the old ancient uh, process called the catechumenant It's baptismal instruction, and it's not very, it's not very rigorous. It doesn't ask too much of the families, but it asks something of them. It is is a four session uh which is not too much a four session um um experience where families come and listen to um instruction and participate in instruction from clergy from staff but most importantly from other parishioners and they they talk about what it means to be part of the body of christ at st matthews we talk about worship and how worship nourishes us and walk and, and renews us and and um and, and is a gift for us throughout our lives and how then we can return and be part of worship it's about education it's about our service together service meaning service to other people it's about our care for one another it's about koinonia which is our sacred community all of these things um, make up what it means to be to live together in a Christian community, and we also, in baptism, in that ritual, in that moment, we also have promises that we make. Meaning, the congregation makes saying we will provide these this this ministry for the child to grow up and be part of. The sponsors or godparents they make promises that they'll assist in this the parents make promises that they'll bring the child to be part of all of these um, ministries, worship, education, service, care, koinonia, as they are able, you know, as they, as, as age appropriate, but they can all always do the worship and education part and the, the fun part, but they, they are, they live in, in our part of this community. And when they reach the age 12, 13, 14, they then affirm their baptism. They go through a two-year process of confirmation of catechism. And after that, then they have a confirmation or affirmation of baptism ceremony. When they affirm all of those promises, they say yes to all those promises that were made on their behalf all those years ago. Uh, The
1: process that you're talking about, though, is for people who are who are born in, even born into the faith. Yes, yes. So, mm. so you know, just to, to to pause to ask a few questions here. So one, it's, it's interesting because I don't know where, where Judaism falls on this Baptist or Anabaptist line, but, you know, um, people go to the mikveh to the ritual bath, um, many times right women are you know in in orthodox tradition women go once a month after their their menstrual cycle um but once you go for convert if you weren't born jewish right to a jewish mother um once you go in the mikveh for the sake of conversion um that's it right you don't ever have to go again um there isn't you know there and and when we do babies obviously babies don't have to 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 learn for uh 10 months a year that's like you said it's a conversation with their parents um most of the time it's if dad is jewish and mom isn't and they want to raise the 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 baby jewish um so the baby needs to go to the mikvah or have circumcision and and go to the mikvah um we say that their affirmation is their bar or bat mitzvah, right? They don't have to go back to the mikvah when they yeah. turn twelve or thirteen. Rather, they, um, r- rather, the fact that they have their bar or bat mitzvah means um, that they've affirmed the fact that they've accepted accepted Judaism. Um, yeah. So the process looks similar, I guess, for it. But I don't know if that makes us Baptists or Anabaptists. That that you can. Go either once or many times.
0: <laughs> so, okay, let me clarify because the baptism is once for all. That moment when you do this, the baptismal ceremony, like the Midbah, mit- but, but <clears throat> anytime you wash your face, anytime like today it's raining outside, anytime you see water, anytime you go swimming, anytime you enter a sanctuary and you dip your hand into the font and you cross, make the sign of the cross. You can remember your baptism. There's a, uh, um, a little ritual we do um, where I'll take—usually, uh, ro- I love rosemary because it's so aromatic. Rosemary, or you can do other seed or whatever, just get greenery. And I will—it's called aspergus And I will dip it into water, and I'll sprinkle it onto the congregation as I walk around the aisle. I'm not baptizing them. They've already been baptized. Well, some of them probably have not been baptized, but collectively, corporately, they've been baptized. I'm not baptizing them. We're remembering our baptism. We we say words of remembrance of baptism all the time. Anytime you see this business where where people, and this isn't when you make the sign of the cross here, I'm doing this in this, this right.
1: podcast. Remember, this is audio, so he's making the sign <laughs> of the cross. <laughs>
0: I know, here I make it, I forget. I've done so many Zooms that, yes, you know, our listeners can't hear I'm making the sign of the cross. When we make the sign of the cross. Um, that is not just a Roman Catholic thing. That is a a um gesture, an outward gesture that is a remembrance that you are baptized. So we're remembering that you're going back to the font every time you do those things. You're just not have to you don't have to go back for that ritual because it was done one time. God did it that one time. Okay. So I think it's very simple.
1: So in, in welcoming, because we're talking about, about welcoming people into the community, so is it, what do you do for someone who comes from, not from another denomination of Christianity who has some familiarity, but let's say it's someone um coming from a completely other religion and they happen to be, let's say, marrying someone um from your congregation and they want to learn about Christianity, right? I mean we live in America. So most of us have, have some sense of, of Christianity, even if we don't understand the difference between denominations in particular. Um, but how do you welcome them into, into that community by th- through education? I mean, is there, is there a process?
0: There is, there is. And, um, and Rabbi, that's a good question. I don't know in all my years, if I have ever received anybody from a different religion certainly people from other traditions that happens more often than not um many many i see this very often that during a marriage in a marriage um one is uh, this often happens one is baptist one is roman catholic and they decide that lutherans are a good um um compromise we lose. Lutherans are often the the destination or middle ground for a lot of married couples who come from different traditions. Um, so let me just talk generally about the welcome process because we do take the welcome process seriously. We, we in fact it was funny I was just working on this yesterday with a parishioner Jan who leads this, and we are um, we're always trying to make this um, sort of more welcoming, uh, more instructive, more informative, more hospitable so we we do this twice a year and the reason we do it twice a year is because we can manage it twice a year because part of this it it go um we have um we introduce these parishioners all these new can people who visited the congregation have expressed interest in being part of the the congregation to um to um uh be introduced to the congregation um, they have we, we used to do more instruction we actually have decided we do less instruction but more sort of social welcoming and encourage them to and show them kind of the the let them decide for themselves what they want to be part of whether it's educational ministries uh service ministries um this last class in august that we just um that just joined have are particularly engaged and active i mean they've um it jumped in in so many different parts of the congregation. But anyway, they um, we have a breakfast for them. We have a social at a parishioner's house where they can really get to know each other. And the and we have council um, folks there and um, other members of the congregation uh, and leadership teams are there. And then we have a Sunday called Welcome Sunday where they are received into the congregation. And we have a special little reception after for them. And then I think a really important part that we've added and we're trying to continue to improve this is Sponsorships, so that other parishioners, we try to match parishioners with these new folks who can help them walk along with them and get them engaged, um, invite them to new ministries, help them feel welcome. Um, I we found that when that happens and sponsors are engaged with the new folks, it works much better. It's much more sort of effective at getting people to 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 be present in the life of the congregation
1: wonderful i hope some of my congregants are listening maybe they're going to come to me and say rabbi we have to do this because um because you know yes i think that when when we go through this right like i said it's it's a year of identity building right the classes that they're doing with me and it's it's wonderful i love learning with them um and because it's also relationship building right it's like we, we meet once a week just about uh, you know, for, for the entire year. Obviously, uh there's weeks where either I'm away or they're away, you know, but but ultimately it's about once a week for an entire year. And we get to build this great relationship. And it's almost sad when they complete the process because um that that regular time stops, right? They'll still come to synagogue on Saturdays and holidays and, and adult ed and, and other programs, but that regular meeting time stops but for them also i think on the on the other side right is is you put a lot of trust in the in that process of having built that identity and connection to community from coming to synagogue so often but then the question is then what right if they don't have a, a spouse right a lot of people that come are are Individuals searching for connection to God, like you said, they're they're looking for fulfillment um, that they haven't found in in other religions. Because for us, most of it is coming from other religions where they haven't found connection to God, and they've found it in in Judaism. Obviously, as a minority religion, it's it's uh, sensible that most of of the people who convert to Judaism would be coming from other religions. Um, but it's after, right, once they've completed that process that I sometimes worry, right, like of, of maintaining that. And my wife and I, we try to invite people to uh, Shabbat dinner on Friday nights or to, to holiday to make sure that they're able to, to celebrate with community and not just by themselves. Um, but I think that's wonderful, right, a, a, a system by which to um, pair them up with other people to say you're welcome in community and and you have other connections um, people to sit with in services, like right? people to talk to in services, and in our case, um, and and places to go to uh, to celebrate uh, holidays. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's an important part because it is all about community and and identity.
0: I I think again, this shows that we're more similar than different. It's really about welcoming into a community. I do think. And correct me if I'm wrong here, I, I, when you talk about the Jewish identity, I think that is a, it's not that Christian identity is not important, I'm, I'm but it seems to me, I've heard you use this phrase a few times, building that Jewish identity is very important. Um, and that's what you, maybe, perhaps, is that a goal over that instruction? It, and actually, that's a question. Is that a goal during yeah. that instruction? It
1: is. It is very much one of those goals, right? When, especially when coming from from another religion, right, that a question of what does it mean to be Jewish, um, it's not just a religious question, right? There's a cultural component. There's a an uh, an ethical component. There's an ethnic component, um, you know. And uh, you know, how do we relate to the world and to and to God? Um, I, it's very different right and and when you've been raised in america raised in christian america right you you have a religious identity that that goes along with everyone right and it's very easy and you don't feel awkward um you know walking into the stores at this time of year when everything is red and green and and you know christmas and um and you know, it, it's hard. So you know, seeing yourself reflected in society can be a little bit different. Everything that's going on in Israel, right? Also, is that's part of the identity when you when you're raised Jewish with a connection to America and to Israel. Um, you know, relating to the situation is is easy, right? When you're coming from a different religion, finding that that connection can be can be difficult, right? Speaking. The language, not Hebrew, but just the religious language, right? Of knowing the holidays, right? It, you feel like you're an outsider. And when we talk about the process of conversion, I want them to feel like an insider.
0: I I think I can appreciate that. I, I appreciate what you're saying. I don't think I can fully appreciate that because I don't have that perspective that, that you have. I know that some Christians uh, in past years, you've heard all this complaining. Well, Christians are being put upon because we can't say Merry Christmas that's a bunch of crap No, oh, I don't care about I don't of, care about or, Merry Christmas that's but, I mean that but it's but, but it's when Christians say that we're you know for the reasons like that I think when people attack attack Jewish identity um like we're seeing right now in 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 with the war um you know that's that's something very different than not being able than, than saying Merry Christmas which is up uh, again no, it's it's, it's not- very different
1: and uh, and but you know that's also part of it right and and again going back to how I said um that our tradition teaches us that you're supposed you're supposed to turn someone away three times um, before you accept them for conversion um yes. the, the Talmud actually teaches it asks the question of when this process begins where are you supposed to begin and the answer that that we're given is you're supposed to start with all the horrible things about <laughs> being jewish right that you're going to be persecuted for for your religion that people aren't going to like you that you know we could be attacked as as we're seeing now in the world right we're supposed to start with the bad and then eventually get to the good again to make sure that people are are serious um but i but i do talk to my my students about the fact that this you know you're joining a a minority group right? You're joining a group that faces persecution and and hatred. Um, and, uh, we talk about what that means, right? Because you have to be able to, um, to cope with it, right? If you're going to join this group and then you're going to be attacked for it, um, what does that mean? And so that's part of the, the, it is part of the Jewish identity building of, you know, figuring out how you relate to the world from a different perspective, um, along with all the rituals and, and traditions, but there's, um, you know, that, that there can be that sense of, of otherness in America. Uh, again, you and I have talked about this. I don't care about the, the Merry Christmas thing. I think it, you know, I take it to mean we're wishing each other a, a happy, wonderful season and, you know, uh, peace to all mankind is a good thing. Right. And, uh, so, you know, I'm not offended by by Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't think people should be offended by Merry Christmas. Um, I think there's a lot of other things that we have to worry about in in this world um, right now of of how we relate to one another.
0: I agree, and I would just I would just add, I don't think when Christians complain about being persecuted for not being able to say Merry Christmas, that's not persecution. Persecution is' when rockets are launched at your at your house. I, I
1: would agree. We can save this for the we're gonna we're gonna uh, when we get closer to Christmas, we'll do a a, a winter holiday episode, oh yeah, uh, about definitely. about Christmas and Hanukkah., uh, so we'll we'll continue this discussion then. um but but I think we you know, definitely uh, agree here. um you know, i'll I'll add um I'll add one more thing just as we as we sort of start to wrap up the the conversation about conversion. Is you mentioned your friend at the beginning who uh, who converted out of Judaism, right? To yes, join, um, you know, it's interesting to to talk about that because in Judaism we have this concept that you can't convert out. That no, once no, you're
0: she converted in. Oh, she converted, she converted. in. Yes, oh. yes, that, yes, yes, yes. Oh. But, but nonetheless,
1: but, yep. I'll say um, yeah. you you can't convert out. Once you're Jewish, you're always considered Jewish, um, whether born Jewish or or converting in. Um, and if you, you know, practice another religion, you're seen more as an apostate, but it's very easy for you to come back to um Jewish religious practice. It, you know, an apostate in the sense that we wouldn't count you um in our 10 for a, for a minion. Um but to come back, you don't have to go through a process of of conversion. Maybe, maybe you go to mikveh to sort of, uh, again, like through the waters of of uh, of purification, um, to uh, to denounce what you previously believed and come back. But you don't have to go through a whole process of conversion. Um, and we always see you as as Jewish. Um, additionally, just because I know i said we talk about it, But when you talked about um the death before baptism right that baptism is is a new life um when you're jewish we all have hebrew names right it's uh it's a patronomic name right so my my hebrew name is is uh yisrael menachem then avraham naftali uh, yisrael menachem israel menachem uh, the son of abraham naftali and chaya Michle, my mother's Hebrew name is is actually yiddish um but so you have to choose a name when you when you become jewish and uh, we call we we use the the we use abraham and sarah as their parents because we we see them again that sort of like um born again not like born again christianity but but that they it breaks their connection to um the family before We don't use their parents' names transliterated into Hebrew, but we say they're the child of Abraham and Sarah, meaning uh, sort of a, a new sort of a life. Uh, you should know we absolutely encourage continued conversation and engagement and love with their, their families of old. Um, you know, there's no reason for them to not still have great relationships um, with those families. It's simply that spiritual break with what was before and what's after conversion. okay all right that's uh you know it's a a good conversation the the beautiful thing about it all is that when we talk about it from either perspective jewish or or christian is that it is it's about being part of community and being part of a community um to find to find comfort to find friends and to find god um and i think that's uh it's a good thing that both religions uh, allow pathways for people who are outside to come on the inside of of whatever that path looks like.
0: Amen. Radical welcome is one of the phrases that we use. We um, a- And when we use that word radical welcome, we mean that all are welcome to receive these blessings that uh, our religious life has to offer. Um, and it's with no exceptions, no sort of asterisks. I mean, everyone's welcome. Wonderful.
1: For this week, tov shachen karov meach rachok.
0: A neighbor nearby is better than a friend far away.
1: See you around the neighborhood. See
0: you around the neighborhood.
1: Next week on the Clergy Next Door podcast, we'll be looking at uh, how we educate our youth. Uh, we'll be looking at what we do to provide uh, religious instruction and support and engagement with uh, with the youngest of the members of our community um, from all different angles.
0: That's so important. It's, they're not just the future of our traditions, but they are the present as well. And they have a real important role to play in this look forward to that rabbi
1: i don't know so uh so for us conversion is always uh like an in thing um mm-hmm. you know converting into the religion of how do you go from being not jewish to being jewish yes um, and that and that process um we can talk a little bit about what it happens if someone converts out i can i can do that as well um I don't know. Maybe it's about identity, about about how we view um, your connection, your relation to the to
0: the community when you want to be part of it. This is very interesting. This is we could. This is a very interesting topic because I'm going to have a very inter a, a different. I don't know if it's interesting. A different answer from depending upon what stripe of Christianity, because for some traditions conversion you have to have this conversion experience like pentecostals um we certainly don't do that in the lutheran church so um yeah uh, uh, this will be interesting i'm not sure where it's going to go but let's just have a conversation yeah